Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is the darkest timeline. Oh, this one's a big one. Uh, yeah, I'll leave that one there, shall I? No jokes, please. Um, so there's plenty. Um, I think I think at the start of this one, I was like, "Oh, I've not got much to talk about this week," and then it ended up going for like an hour and twelve minutes. So you know, um, we're talking about going to the hospital. Swimming is featured heavily. Uh, working out, weight loss, stuff like that. Um, fireworks, gyms. There's TV. No movie this week, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, computer games. All the good stuff that we've got as per. Before we do start, please consider a like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop in a review you want to drop. And uh, just generally share the podcast around. You don't have to keep it to yourself. You can share it with your friends. It's fine. We won't hold it against you. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. How you doing? You alright? Oh, another one of those days, absolutely adamant. I was going to start this early. And like an hour later, it's like, oh yeah, finally. Been a busy boy though. You know, busy, busy, busy. I had to, you know, measure something. Oh dear. Um... Weird one this week. Not loads to go through, um, but some. So you know, um, had to go to the hospital. There you go. Um, not for me. Um, and not an not an emergency of of that degree it was uh it was an appointment which you know always great um <laughs> so needs to go to the hospital so it was a case of um drop the youngest daughter off with family for for a little while and away we go off to the hospital um, I had one of those random days where I'd got up early to do jobs so that we could go to the hospital on time. Um, get up, run. These are what are considered to be jobs in my house by literally me. Oh, just swinging, a, swinging on a beer. Uh, run and walk the dog. Dog needed walking so that he was tired enough to sleep while we were out because we were told that we were going to be out for a while by said hospital. Um, so I got up, I ran and walked the dog. So as far as the numbers are concerned, 2.2 miles of a run and... Uh, one and a half 
ish one point i think it, i think it comes in at 1.6 miles of a dog walk um already under my belt before nine o'clock in the morning yay me um so it's all about the numbers isn't it especially these days i'm a little obsessed with the numbers um as you will see uh later in the podcast um so get in the car everybody in the car let's go everybody apart from the dog let the dog go drop the daughter off we'll be back in a bit see you later drive to park to walk part of the way to the hospital um again getting those uh getting those steps in uh park the car uh car park is practically empty get out of the car sort the sun into the pushchair and away we go as we are coming round the corner to enter the hospital grounds, I was going to say complex for a second, we're about to enter the hospital grounds, Leanne says to me, did you put a ticket on the car? And I said, no. So, a little bit of an explanation here. Um, I don't know. I don't know how how deep this needs to go. When you're told that one of your children needs to go to the hospital for an appointment, um, there's the there's this this it's like a double edged sword. One of the ways of looking at it is, oh no, that that's really bad, and the other way to look at it is, it's quite far away which is usually the case, and worrying about it now is not going to help anyone or anything. So, put it out of your mind, focus a little bit more on it at the time that you have to go, but generally, um, you know, keep, keep on keeping on. What I have found is that this is a reasonable coping mechanism. It's a reasonable way to get through your days. Until the day. And what tends to happen is your mind opens the window and throws everything out. The baby, the bath water, the kitchen sink and everything. You're on some kind of weird autopilot, which is still the let's not think about it, let's just get through it. And yeah, now we need to do it. So, you know, right, right foot, left foot. Here we go. So, going back to the the question, did you put a ticket on the car? The answer was no. No, I did not put a ticket on the car. And we're at the hospital. Now then go back to the start of the story i had run and walked the dog i did not get changed so i was like look i'll just i'll just go back to the car land's response to this was well you're in your running gear so why don't you run it i was like um thinking i've already done a run and then immediately thinking 
But it's good for the numbers, though. I was like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll see. So I turn around and head back towards the car. And then I was like, do you know what? She's right. It's the fastest way to get back to the car. It makes the most sense. I'm dressed for it. And again, those are all, all too precious steps. Numbers. The numbers, people. The numbers. So off I go. Um, I think it was like... I think it was like a mile. It's like a 15-minute walk. So I think it was like a mile. Um, so there and back. A couple of miles. Um... Was absolutely loving it. Um, wasn't loving it by the end of the day where my watch was like, hey, today was a, a, a an amazing day. You should try and do this all the time. I'm like, Pro- probably good on that one, thanks. Um, when you br- I think when you break like 23,000 steps for the day, you've probably, probably done enough, maybe. We shall see. So... Um, I get back. In the time I've been gone, Leanne sent me a message. She's like, you need to go here, 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 and here. Once you get to here, tell them that you're here for this person, and they'll let you straight through. I'm like, those seem like simple instructions. Uh, I get back to the hospital. I get in, uh, panting, sweating, you know, the, the way that you should turn up to the hospital. Uh, work my way through, find the, the junction that I need to go to, head down. Uh, and I'm like, hi, yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for this person. Um, you just you just go about doing whatever it is you're doing. It looks like you're not doing a lot, but I pre- I'll presume that you are. And that's why you are making a big deal about just ignoring me. So there's that. Um, so I told, eventually, after a good few minutes, I told the person, uh, that I was there, um, the person I was there for, um, informed them that, uh, Leanne had already been through, and I was just, I was just putting a ticket on the car, so everything's above board, legit and above board, and the first thing they said to me was, uh, what's the name of the patient? And in my head I went... That was the first thing I told you. So, I'm going to tell you again. Let's see if we can get it this time, shall we? Anyway, heightened, heightened, not senses, heightened emotions. Let's go with that. Um, This one was like, right, you need to go down there and head that way. I was like, "Mm, I already know this. Thanks. So I go down, find Leanne. She's like, they've already done stuff. I'm like, okay, they've already done stuff. She's like, yep, they've already done stuff. And now we wait. We're going to wait for half an hour. Cool. Have they said anything? No, they haven't said anything. And it's in these situations where I find that nobody tells you anything. We got a referral to go to the hospital. We were told why. The worrying part was that the person that referred us to the hospital chased us 
on whether the hospital appointment had, ha had happened. And that immediately, for me at least, shot the worry of that the need for that appointment through the roof. I was like, why is this person chasing this? I can't imagine they spend their time chasing all appointments. So why are they chasing this one? That means that the person in question has played down the reason for this appointment. And that means it's bad. So that was all, all in the middle. Because let's not forget, it took nine weeks to get this appointment. Um, I would like to point out at this point in time that while we were there, the entire time we were there, which was probably the best part of an hour, if not more, we saw two groups of people. The place was like a freaking ghost town. There was more staff there than there were patients because there was four members of staff. Anyway, Leanne said to me, it's like, you've got to wonder why it took nine weeks to get this appointment when they're clearly not exactly rushed off their feet. But hey, who knows? Um, so, half an hour passes. Uh, right, you need to go and see this person. Okay, let's go see this person. We'll go see this person. They're like, I'm going to do this test. Okay, that test seems completely bonkers to me. So why are we doing this test? Because that's not why we're here. So we waited half an hour for you to do a test that seems completely unnecessary. That's not good. Is it good? Is it not good? At the end of which... The person then said, I mean, everything's fine from this perspective and probably didn't need to be done. Cool. Back out into the waiting room, wait to see the man, the guy, the guy, the, the, the top dog, the guy that you're here to see. He's going to see you now in a minute. Um, admittedly, this one this one went a little bit quicker. It was just like a few minutes of waiting, and then they're like, "Right, you know, this 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 man is ready for you." So we go in, we sit down, and the guy's like, "Right, I'm just going to go and get a piece of equipment that I need to do this." And all I could think was, "Yeah, no, no other time to to do that. No, cool. Anyway." Uh, I refer back to because of the, because like everything in life, it sounds like I'm moaning about it, and if I'm honest, I'm not, and we'll get to why. Um, but anyway, so the guy, the man, the main man, not Lobo, um, he does the do, he does the thing, and he just goes, "Yeah, everything's fine." And here's the thing. As a parent, you've got that that wash, that wave of relief that washes over you when in that situation somebody says, actually, everything's fine. Everything at this stage in life is exactly as we'd expect it to be. It's great that the person in question who referred you here was cautious, but essentially didn't need to be because everything is fine. That's that. That is that. And, I, and I'm going to discharge you. 
Cool. The problem is, the problem was, that up till that point, that is the first point in time where anybody told us anything. Nobody told us what they were looking for. Nobody told us what they were doing. There was very minimal information given. Some of the things, the some of the tests that were done, those tests made no sense for the reason we were there. And what started as you need to go to the hospital, which then turned into we're now going to chase you. So you need to go to the hospital is already bad. Then you get chased on it. It gets worse. Then you get there and they do a thing, but they don't tell you why or what for. It gets worse. Then you go in for a test where, honestly, you're just like, why the hell are we sat in this room right now? This doesn't make any sense. Is this a lot worse than we even thought at this point in time? And they don't tell you anything. And then you go into another room where you are at this point in time, thinking the worst and just barely holding it together. And then somebody goes, everything's fine. I could have just done with a little bit more information. Honestly, just a little bit more of like a reassurance, just a tiny little bit of reassurance would have made everything a little bit better. But yeah, in the end, everything was fine. Didn't get a a ticket on the car. Part of me wondered whether if I'd have just left it, it would have been fine. But you never want to take that chance, so on and so forth. Um... Obviously, I got a, I got a, I got a run in in the process, and also walked there and back. So this is where the twenty three thousand plus steps came from. <sighs> so for some reason, I keep talking about uh, my daughter's, uh, my youngest daughter's new swimming lesson. Why? Because it's different every week. That's not true, but. Let me explain. Okay, so three weeks ago, I complained about the uh, swimming lesson that my daughter was in. I didn't think it was really pushing it. I didn't think she was really getting the most out of it. Obviously, it's something that's um, that's paid for, um, not by us. Um, but it's paid for. So, you know, literally, if you go back three weeks ago, I'm then like, well, this is interesting because she gets told that she needs to go into a different swimming lesson. And it's a swimming lesson where parents are no longer required to join. Last, no, two weeks ago, new swimming lesson, we all go, here you go. And I just sort of like sent her on a merry way and off she went to do a swimming lesson. Boom, no problem, everyone's happy. I I walk into the cafe. (coughs) She won't appreciate me telling you this, but I walk into the cafe to find Leanne absolutely bawling. Like, crying uncontrollably. I'm like, the flipping heck is going on here? What's wrong with you? Oh, she's too little for this. What if she can't do it? But she's on her own. There's no one there with her. Like like everything you can everything you can think of. I was like Sort 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 it out. Come on. A 
it's a natural progression. She she doesn't need us anymore. She's she's going into into big swimming, like we said. Her, well, she's going to big swimming. Um, we found out at the we <laughs> found out at the weekend again something I'll come to. Found out at the weekend that my daughter doesn't really understand the concept of why she's got into a different swimming lesson. I'll get to that in a bit though. So after a while, I'm like, you really do need to sort of compose yourself because it's fine we're here we're watching her there's like loads of people in in the pool to teach her everything's fine it's okay you don't need to worry and that was that that was the end of it and i went and got her from the pool i got dressed and we left Uh, i bought her a little thing from a vending machine as a well done you and that was that that was the end of it Nothing more needs to be said. So why, I hear you ask, are we talking about it again? <sighs> We're going to talk about the stuff that I didn't tell Leanne. Genuinely, that first week, I was like, this is this is a good thing. She's gone up to big girl swimming. It's all good. This is the way it should be. She's gone big girl swimming. That is my role as a parent in a two-parent system. When one parent is falling apart, the other parent says, everything's fine. That's that's the job. When that parent isn't there, for example, let's say, I don't know, last week, where there was a situation where torrential rain... Uh, Leanne would have walked. She didn't want to walk in the torrential rain with the baby. So she said, we're going to stay here. You guys go to swimming. It's only half an hour. See you in a bit. Okay, no problem, no problem. We went, got got changed ready for swimming. I was like, there you go. You go and get in the pool. I'll come back for you in half an hour. I'm like, hey, great opportunity to go and get a coffee, have a sit down. No problem. <laughs> so I went and ordered a coffee and I'm stood in the coffee bit, which has got a window through to the swimming pool. <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Um. She's too she's too small for this one. So I, a week late and a dollar short, apparently had the same exact reaction that Leanne had the week before, a week later. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, they've left her behind. She's on her own. She she she's too small to be in there like that. Are they do they know that she's by the side? Are they aware that she's there? Do they know? She might not be able to do that. Is somebody watching? Oh, but there's so many children and she's just a little one. (laughs) The whole while waiting for them to make me a coffee. (laughs) And then the woman was like, there's your coffee. And I went, thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, 
what made it worse was it's a swimming lesson. So every single person who has a child in a swimming lesson, of which there's probably bordering on in the region of hundreds because they're using like an entire swimming pool and there's multiple different lessons at multiple different times. Like one's like, you know, at the at the o'clock and then one's like 10 minutes later in a different area of the pool and all this non-stop swimming lesson. Everybody's there. Parents, siblings, grandparents. I imagine if they allowed dogs in, there would be dogs there. There is, like, everybody's there. And everybody wants to see what their child or sibling or grandchild is doing. So everybody crowds the window and, like, you know, X number of levels deep. So I couldn't really see all that well. So I'm, like, trying to look through gaps and I can't really see what she's doing. And I'm like, oh... I can't, I can't see. (sighs) But, never fear, ladies and gentlemen, I can always find a way to turn a situation like this into a situation, a slightly different situation. Um, At one point, I was at a table, arm in. One of the few tables that wasn't occupied. Uh, but there was another, at least another table that was free. Uh, at one point, I was like, oh, I just want to stand up and have a, have a, try and have another look to see how she's getting on. Um, you know, you, you are ultimately there to watch your child. And as I stood up, I was like, oh, um, it's that thing about if you've got a drink in play, if you've got an active drink, if you leave it on the table and somebody comes, they're like, oh, somebody's left this drink. It must be done with. I'll get rid of it. Um, and then you've lost your drink. So I was like, oh, um, I'll just I'll pick my drink up and I'll have a, a little sip while I'm looking through, looking through the glass. Uh, so I look through the glass. And I, I turn back to sit back at the table where I found somebody had decided that I was no longer using that table and just just sat down. I was like, oh. And out loud I went, I guess I'm not sitting there anymore. And uh, just steadily wandered off to go and get the child from the changing room. And as somebody I used to work with, and myself, used to have a phrase, and that phrase was, you're never more than six feet away from a... You can fill in the blank. (sighs) So. All sorts of weird shit going on in in the workout world. I don't mean like, you know, the, the, the... you know, the general workout world, I mean in my workout world. Um bit of bit of, you know, going backwards. Um I was I was doing like an update with a this is how much weight I've lost, this is what was happening with my weight. Um it was really um it was really shit. Um uh, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, I said today that I think there was a point where over a month there was only one week where I could say I'd actually lost like actual weight. It was really uh, demoralizing. It was really getting me down. Uh, but I was, you know, soldiering on. Uh, in the last month, there has been one week where I haven't lost any weight. I actually put a little bit of weight on on that week. Um, 
but I have made a change to my diet. Now, here's the problem. It's not a change for the good. It is not a positive change. It is not a change I am overly proud of. However, it has seemed to have the desired effect. For as long as I, you know, not for as long as I can remember, but for a very long time now, um, fitness professionals have been telling me, you're not eating enough. And you can't lose weight, and you can't, you know, hold on to your gains, and you can't do all of this if you're not eating enough. Um, one fitness professional told me that I was eating too much sugar and I went, uh, come again. And they're like, you're eating too much sugar. It's like, where exactly is there sugar in my diet? It's like, you have fruit. Fruit is sugar. I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Um, but they also went on to say, you are not eating enough. You need to be eating. They wanted me in like five meals a day. And at one point I was, at one point I was seeing results. That was a long time ago. It was almost a different life, even though it was only, you know, two or three years ago. Um, I plateaued. I plateaued. Um, so, not wanting to go into too much details, because like I say, I'm not super proud of it. Um, I am taking on more calories each week. And touch wood, at the moment, the way things are going, uh, it is having the desired effect. I am week on week, barring one uh, of recent times. Week on week, I'm losing weight. Um, I am starting to get down to some interest in kind of areas, numbers, whatever. Um, but it has thrown me for a bit of a curveball. It's thrown me for a bit of a loop. It's not it's not normal it's not right for me i've never been in a position of you need to eat more i've always been in a position according to some people but i've never i've never subscribed to it something that has happened recently and this is in the last two weeks recently i've got this really weird relationship with hunger i seem to be hungry at super random times like after a meal sometimes i'll eat and then I'll be like, my God, I'm starving. I am. I, I could eat that meal again, probably twice over the way I feel. Sometimes, and this is the one that really gets me, sometimes I am hungry late evening, like nine o'clock onwards. And all I can think at that point is, I'm just going to have to soldier on to bedtime and then go to bed. You know, I'm going to drink plenty, but other than that, you know. I've been experiencing this different thing. It's not hunger. To me, hunger is your belly rumbles and you need to put food in it. That's hunger. And I don't... I don't feel it the way that I think I should. To me... Hunger is something that you feel first thing in the morning when you've got up and you're, and you're doing stuff before you have your breakfast. Hunger, to me, is when you get to 12, 1, 2, your belly rumbles, 
tummy rumbles and you need to eat something because it's lunchtime. And again, between five, six and seven o'clock in the evening, your stomach rumbles because you need to eat dinner, tea, whatever you want to call it. That's hunger to me. And recently, and for quite some time, quite a long time at this point, I don't experience that. Good in one way. You're not going, oh my God, it's 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, I should eat some breakfast. Bad, because if it's 8, 9, 10 in the morning, you should eat some breakfast. So there's been these variety of different points where I've missed meals. Again, good in one hand, not good in the other, so on and so forth. I know it's bad, but when your life's busy and you don't feel hungry, the two go together to mean you don't eat. Something else has been happening. And it's interesting, whilst being simultaneously, again, not great. But let's 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 break it down. Um, recently, I've been experiencing this thing, which I'm referring to as the urge. It's not hunger. It's not the belly going, I need some food. Rrr. It's the back of the brain going, hey, you, uh, you want to get in the gym? Yeah, yeah, I want to get in the gym. You want to uh, absolutely smash it? Yeah, I could go for some of that. What about that treadmill? You thinking of getting on the treadmill? Yeah, probably. You want to go the distance? You want to go fast? You want to go long? You want to go, you know, you want to you want to get after it? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Do you want to do both? Sure. Okay, here's what I'm going to need from you. What I'm going to need from you is you need to put calories in this body and you need to do it now. So this is this this sort of this urge doesn't come from the belly doesn't come from the stomach comes from the brain and the brain says grab as many healthy calories is that uh, does that make sense so fruit um, i'm quite into like dried fruit at the moment um nuts protein bar um like a like a yogurt coated breakfast biscuit you know those sorts of things the body's just like get as many of those as you can throw them into your face and then let's get after it and that's that's happened like i say in the last two weeks it's happened maybe like three or four times but then and here we go then i'm noticing i'm going in the gym i'm like hey i've just ate a load of food is this the right move and the, the urge, the urge goes, trust me, and let me show you something. And then it's like this, there's like fast running as a warm up and absolutely slinging weight around. And then jumping back on the treadmill, banging out half an hour, trying to get the fastest, the furthest, the most incline mixing it up fast and slow here and there all of this come out of there absolutely dripping like i i have to like take my t-shirts off as soon as possible because i'm like 
this thing is 90% liquid at this point. It's it's weird, it's strange, it's at the moment it's almost like everything I know and everything I've always known about all of this stuff, whether it's um, quote-unquote nutrition, not exactly highest on my priority list for a long-ass time, um, I was, you know, I was in that realm of if you get vegetables on your pizza, you're eating vegetables, that kind of realm. Um you know, no exercise, all of that sort of stuff. To now it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, you need to eat your three squares a day and plenty of veg and, you know, your carbs have got to be this if you want to do that and your protein's got to be through the roof and you, but you need your fats and all of that. Now, all sorts of questions are coming out now. Like, can you eat this? and still lose weight can you eat this and do this level of training and still gain muscle and keep that muscle can you eat at this point in time and then go and work out do you have to wait this much time should you be eating you know nothing but protein 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 should you be adding carbs into that it's like every day feels like a new question and the answers don't seem to add up it's weird but the way i kind of work these things is i'll do it until it doesn't work and any day now i'm expecting this to not work to stop working but today certainly wasn't that day. I stepped on the scales, I'd lost weight. I don't know. It's weird. Um, something that has been has been a little challenging in the working out area. Um, my youngest daughter's not. This will sound weird, but my youngest daughter is not always at home. Um, she is out on a week on weekdays. She's out three of five weekdays, all day. Um, on the on the two days that she's at home, she's got activities, so she's not even at home on those days. So. Monday, you know, whatever, whatever days. She's not here. Which for a long time, and I mean a long time, took a, it took a real long time to get used to. Obviously, other days she is here. She started something recently. And I feel it is a test for me as a parent. And that thing is, um, she started coming in the gym when I work out. It, it is a test. It's a real test for me as a parent. Because there's that part of me that wants to say, 
take your toys and get out. Not high up there on the uh, on the top of the parenting scale, I, I, I feel. Um, so, we'll try a different tactic. We'll try the, oh, um, those toys you've got there, they're fine at the moment, but in a bit they, they might be in the way, so you might have to move them in a little while. Okay. I've said it. For a long, long time, set of years, and this is in every single thing in life. There are at least two ways to say things. One is, what the flipping flipper you doing, mother flipper? Sort your flipping flip out. And the other is, excuse me, could you just not? So, that's the first challenge. The first challenge is... Um, I don't want to be stepping on all these toys while I'm trying to sling these weights. So once you get past that, I think working out is quite a solitary thing for good and bad reasons. Ultimately, you're the only person that can do it. You're the only one that can go in the gym, go to the gym, get on the treadmill, lace up the running shoes, go out the door. Whatever your thing is, whatever your 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 way of working out, your way of getting your exercise, whatever that is, ultimately it's you against it. That's a very solitary thing. I like to listen to podcasts, I like to listen to music, I like to listen to... Recently, I've started listening to books. Uh, it's not going great. The The book thing is not... It's not working for me. Whole different conversation. It's a super solitary thing. It's you against it. And, ultimately, that is also what's good about it. There's a lot of like there's a lot of great benefits uh, to working out from a mental health perspective. It's time alone with your thoughts. You are it's you against yourself. It's you against your demons. You're crushing it. You're you're succeeding. You're failing. You, it, it's everything that you you could possibly want for a mental health type thing. I am so very passionate about it. From a mental health perspective, um, I had, I've talked about this before, but I had a mini, like a mini breakdown when everything shut at the start of the pandemic, because one of the first things to close was the gym. And I was like, I can't say this thing ending tomorrow. What exactly am I going to do without the gym? And it was... It was it was bad. It was bad news. It was a bad time, and um, thanks to Leanne and and um, help getting um, what was then like the the garage gym up and running, um, and now what is now the home gym up and running. Um, it's a huge help to me. From a mental health perspective. That's part of the reason. A big part of the reason that I do it. So you've got that. So. I can't put any podcasts on. When she's in there. Because there's a lot of swearing in podcasts. Left, right and centre. Not this one though. Change them always. 
Um, so that's out the window. Uh, I can I, I can put music on, but music's a little, little, kind of a little bit the same in some ways, and other ways I'm, I'm not as as bothered from like a music perspective. Um, I can't watch the TV show that I'm watching at the moment because it's um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and that's definitely not child friendly. So, what we end up with is a situation where I have to work out. And the only sounds are me working out and my daughter talking literally non-stop and saying, Daddy, look at me. Okay, uh, not super convenient right now to look at what you're doing. Um, so there's that. Also... Another one, which is which is, is fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, is it time to do this exercise yet? No, that's like that's like four or five exercises away. Oh right, okay. Is it time now? No, it's it's not it's not time to do that one now. It, it's four is at least four, if not five exercises away. Okay. Is it time now? Listen to me. I will tell you when it is time. But believe me, it's not any time soon. Okay. Okay. Is it time now? You know, I was saying about how working out, you know, for your mental health. This is literally the opposite of that. Um... And recently, um, I've, I've faced a series of tests. Uh, as a parent, I've, seen, I've faced a series of tests. Uh, I'm not. I'm not afraid. I am afraid, but I'm not too afraid to uh, hold my hands up and say I have failed miserably. Um, I reached a point where I was like, I don't think I am doing a good job. Um, which, you know, is always great. And then there was a point where I was like, I need to do better. And I tried and I failed. And I tried and I failed. And I tried and I failed. And then, recently, more recently, I feel like I'm starting to get a bit of a better footing. Um, so it's been a bit of a blip. But this, I feel, is like some kind of some kind of test. So I know for a fact that tomorrow, probably going to have to deal with it tomorrow. Probably going to have to face it tomorrow. And I know some people are probably thinking, oh, but it sounds nice. You know, she wants to come and she wants to be there and she wants to, you know, see what you're doing and, and be, be a part of that. And, and that's the bit I focus on. That's the bit I look at and I'm like, it's great that she wants to be here. It's great that she wants to see it, you know. Probably to her, I'm just off in another room doing, you know, me stuff. So there's that. Um, and that, you know, that is good. That is great. But when you get told off for crushing baby with a dumbbell, because let's face it, baby was in the way and that dumbbell was heavy. Mm, so that's great, Lil. Not... 
to date this podcast. But uh, Saturday just gone was a bonfire night. Um, we were not going to do bonfire night uh, on Saturday. We're going to do it on Friday. Reason being, because, yet again, the youngest daughter was like, can we have some fireworks this year? And I went, I did my usual, I went, I've never done fireworks as a parent, as an adult, or any of those things. And if I'm honest, being someone who was once hit with a firework, it's not, it's not super high on my list of to-dos. However, as a parent, I am very much in the camp of, if that's what you want to do, I will make it happen. My my stuff isn't important. If you want to if you want to do some fireworks, we'll do some fireworks. And she asked a few times. So I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm I'm down with that. So I paid the money and I bought some fireworks. Now I knew from the start that it was going to be a tricky situation because I know my children. I know that my eldest is going to want nothing to do with fireworks. Cracking start. I know that my middle daughter is going to be more interested in fireworks. My youngest daughter asked for fireworks more than once. More than twice, more than three times. And the the youngest of all of my children doesn't really get a say in things like this because he can't speak. So there we go. That is the that is the cross section of my children when it comes to something like fireworks. Was that going to be? Was that going to be the be all and the end all of the fireworks situation? Was it buggery? So, listen very carefully, children. Here's the do's and the don'ts. The do's and the don'ts go like this: Don't ever return to a firework after it's been lit. We we all know, you know what what to not do. I will light the fireworks. You don't come anywhere near it. You don't pass this line. Um, things might need to go in a bucket if you've got a sparkler. That'll go in a bucket. You know all of the the rules, the do's and the don'ts. I will light them. You guys stay here. You just watch. So not only was my eldest not impressed, weirdly she was slightly more impressed than I thought she was going to be. But then once we got into the doing of the fireworks uh yeah uh, she needed to know what every single one of the fireworks was going to do and as i had absolutely zero knowledge of what any of the fireworks were going to do i had to make a best guess on the ones that i got them right big thumbs up this says it's a fountain it's going to go <laughs> this one says it's a a shot so it's going to go and so on and so forth now then big big tick in the plus column i got what was referred to as medium fireworks what it turned out to mean was that medium fireworks are not quite your big explosions your big bangs your multiple things shooting up in the air they're like little fireworks which was great honestly 
big tick in a big box there because in hindsight that's exactly what we needed so that was that I had to go through and make a best guess on every single one of the fireworks what they were going to do I had no idea like I said fountain's a fountain kind of know what it's going to do but a, a shot is that going to fire a rocket out there was no rocket visible so how is it going to shoot uh, if, in case you're wondering, the shot ones were the ones that were a problem. One of the fountains was a problem. And I saved the biggest for last. It was this big repeater. And I said to my eldest daughter, you're going to want to go inside for this one. Because I've never seen it before. I don't know what it's going to do. But I can guess. Uh, as it was, it was the right move. Other than... It was the biggest, it was the last, and it was hands down the best one. Wish I'd have got it on video. It was really cool. My middle daughter. My middle daughter is an enigma. The easiest way I can describe my middle daughter and fireworks is this. Two things will explain pretty much everything you need to know. The first is, if you're looking for a child who, after being given every single warning under the sun about do's and don'ts of fireworks, is found, when you turn round from lighting a sparkler, to be waving a sparkler over the top of a box of fireworks... So there's that. Okay, you need to go and stand over there. Away from the box of fireworks with the sparkler. Thank you. Uh, secondly, she also managed to spin round and hit one of her sisters with a sparkler. Um... I will point out, it was, she hit her on the coat, uh, and not with the lit bit, and it was very quick, but, but yes, uh, pretty much as I'd expect. The youngest, the one that said, Daddy, can we get some fireworks? The one that started it all, that made this happen, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I didn't even manage to get the first one off before she was cowering in the kitchen, crying, saying that she didn't want to join in. She barely came out for sparklers. I think she had, I had ten sparklers between what was essentially three children. And I think she had one, which a third of the way before the end, decided that she was done and wanted to put it in the bucket. Um, as it was, nobody died. Um, was there a heightened chance of people dying? Yes. Um, saving grace is that the dog, of all of the things that the dog does and doesn't do, the dog is not bothered in the slightest by fireworks. He was up at the window trying to watch because he's a lunatic. Nut job. As it is at this point in time of the year, it is, um, as you can tell, it's November. 
you know, bonfire night and all that. Um, something that has uh, become a bit more of a thing is um, it's raining a lot. And with what I'm about to say, that probably makes it probably makes a lot of sense. But still, I don't know if the rain is just completely sapping all motivation out of me. There was a morning the other morning. I got up and I was getting I was getting ready uh, to to start the day, which is more often than not getting dressed in running slash workout gear to get ready to go running, walk the dog, take a child somewhere, you know those kinds of things. Uh, and as I stood up to walk out to the bathroom, I went, "What?" And I could see. Out the window, it was absolutely tanking it down. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And it's the first time in a very long time where I was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to put my running stuff on. I don't want to go out the door. I don't want to get wet yet again. I don't have to run in it. I don't have to walk the dog in it. Because walking the dog in it brings a whole other host of issues. I don't want to have to take a child to a place to do a thing when it's raining. I just don't want to do this. Since then. Since that first, oh my word, I don't want to. There's been a hell of a lot more I don't want to. And it's not great. It it, fe- it feels like it's a chore. It feels like you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered to do this. Can't be bothered to do that. Can't be bothered to do the other. And when you've got a full day of it ahead of you, it's quite difficult to kind of get on with it when the first thought of the day is, I don't want to. And obviously, you know, you eventually get around to putting the putting the running gear on and lacing up the shoes and you get out the door and you get wet. My running shoes haven't been dry in weeks. I was even saw on a video the other day, some guy had a, a had a shoe drying machine. And I looked it up earlier and Amazon have got one. The ex- it looked exactly the same. And it was reasonably priced. And I'm like I think I'm going to have to buy a, a shoe drying machine. Is that weird? Is that a weird purchase? It's probably uh, it's probably better than some of my other purchases. That's for sure. Uh, a couple of things to round out the week because they were um, they were yesterday. Um, I've spoken about this before. Uh, I'm, I'm obsessed by the numbers. This is uh, brings us full circle back to the beginning of the podcast. I'm absolutely obsessed with the numbers. The numbers are the steps. The numbers are the move goals, the exercise goals, the stand goals. All you Apple Watch people will understand. Everybody else might have an idea. Um, even if you've got a Fitbit, ultimately you need to get them 10,000 steps in. I am obsessed to the point that sometimes I think it was a really bad idea getting the watch <coughs> other times i'm like hey i'm all i'm always getting fit it's one way of looking at it sunday sunday is the ultimate rest day 
no running, no working out. The only thing I do 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 <laughs> is take the dog for a really long walk. Something that something weird has happened recently. So it used to be an eight to nine thousand step walk. It would tick off half of my goals for the day. It was usually done before 10 o'clock in the morning, giving you the rest of the day to try and like get through um, a load of, you know, moving around and being active. So that ultimately, at the end of the day, you'd have to get on the treadmill because it's a rest day. But as we know, it never works. You do the walk, which recently has dropped in steps. No idea how. It's also quicker Used to take me. Used to take me an hour. I, I did it on Sunday in forty minutes. But I blame the dog. He just drags me along. Um. But the the goal, the new goal, my newest goal is I don't want to have to get on the treadmill on, on a Sunday. However, that's um, it's like seventeen hundred and fifty move calories or whatever that that red one is it's a lot um and it's hard to do when the dog walk that used to be a long dog walk that doesn't seem to be a long dog walk anymore isn't cutting the mustard however a few weeks ago i took my older two swimming on a sunday all right go on we'll go swimming it'll be fun when I left the pool, I checked my activity for the day and found that I'd nearly completed two of my three goals and was like, what on earth has happened here? And then I started thinking, I was like, oh, we were swimming for over an hour and swimming's really good exercise. Have I done enough in the swimming world? To, to nearly complete my goals for the day. I was stoked. I was, I was blown away. I was like, this, this might, I might be on something here. So I announced to the house, going to start going swimming every other Sunday from now on. Sunday just gone. It was, it was swimming Sunday. I got in the pool, messed around with, um, with the youngest two. Uh, I was racing my youngest daughter, uh, and I was bobbing my son up and down like he was like he was on a horse. Great times. Did an hour. Did more than an hour. Did about an hour and fifteen minutes. Got out of the pool and was like, "Yeah, wasn't as much as I'd hoped for, especially with the fact that the dog walk was a lot less than I'd hoped for. So I was still down on the numbers, but I had a secret weapon." Already lined up and ready to go. Secret weapon in the bank. And that was... Swimming wasn't the only thing that I'd planned for the day. So... Going back a few years... Back to when I was about... I think I was about 38. So I was four years ago. Uh, I listened to a podcast. And it was a Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan said... If you're in your 40s and you're not doing yoga, you are doomed. 
And I went, that sounds interesting. I should bank that. And I should I should think about when I get to 40, getting in on the yoga. Now, when you used to lifting weights, and certainly more recently you used to running, not going to lie, yoga feels like... It feels like exercise Buddhism. And no matter how many times people say to you, oh, you can burn a lot of calories, and oh, it's really good for your muscles, and you know, it really stretches this and that and the other. Ultimately, when there's a lot of, you know, namaste, and there's a lot of headbands, and, you know, if you say the word yogi, that other than the bear, you kind of, get a picture in your mind of what what we're, what we're referring to um that's that's yoga from an outside perspective fast forward to um more recent times uh, i uh 42 years old have not started the yoga uh there was a couple of points in time where i was like yeah i'm gonna do it and there's a couple of points in time i have done it but i haven't started it as a as a as a thing, as a as a regular. However, through reading the Goggins book, listening, re-listening to the Joe Rogan uh, podcast where he had David Goggins on, uh, and 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 the talk and the conversation about stretching, the importance to do it when you get older, uh, what it can do for your running, all of this sort of stuff. Oh, and do you know something? It's time. It is time. Let's do this. So, my secret weapon was I was going to do some yoga, and I've I've also announced to anybody that will listen that Sunday is family yoga day. Um, so so I was like, right, I'm going to do um the 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 DDPY Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Because I've heard that it's had some amazing results, uh, especially for people who um, have weight issues, who struggle with joint pain and, and all this. It's supposed to be um, very easy, but very capable. There's multiple different ways you can do it. And it helps a lot of people from what I'm aware. So I put on DDPY and I got after it. And it was a lot shorter and I don't want to be that guy, but it was a little bit easier than I'd thought. The video was like half an hour, but only 15 minutes of it was actual yoga, which for me wasn't going to be enough. So Leanne's like, that didn't seem like what you were looking for. You need to just do a search for beginner's yoga and put something on and just do it. So I did a search for beginner's yoga. I found one that had 43 million views. I like, yeah, I mean, that's probably the one for us. And I was like, why don't you do that one? There's a guy there. He's got loads of tattoos. I was like, guy doing yoga with loads of tattoos? That's right up my street. Let's give that a go. I don't want to say it was a terrible idea. But there was a few points where I said the phrase, how is this beginner's yoga? It was, it was taxing to say the least. 
Um, afterwards, I tried to do um, uh, weird number, but I tried to do sixteen press ups, uh, which I managed to do sixteen press ups. Um, it's a, a completely different story about a completely different thing. Um, but later in the day, I started. Uh, I started with some pain. Uh, lower back pain into my leg into my knee and I'm like yeah here we go um now then as an aside and I don't I'm not going to tell you that this is a direct correlation because I think this this was actually subconscious one of the big things about yoga is for runners it's supposed to be really good I don't consider myself a runner. I'm considering myself someone that goes out and shuffles around a bit. So that, you know, it's good for runners. Probably doesn't apply to me. I did yoga yesterday. I went out for a run today. Now I knew that there was something happening. It was it was a Monday morning. Not a great time to run. You, you just don't want to do it. Uh, the weather's not brilliant. And I had done the yoga, so I wasn't sure. Got home and I was like, I have a feeling. I have a suspicion that that was fast. And when I checked, I had got four achievements. Three of them were silver and one of them was gold. So I got a personal best for mile pace. Um, and three other achievements. And um, I was like, we might be on something here. I need to make some adjustments. I need more room. I need more space. I couldn't do some of the exercises or the poses or whatever the hell they're called. Um, is it salutation? Is that it? Um, because I didn't have enough room. And that's not going to work going forward. But this is another one of those things that I am prepared to see where this goes. Um, that's the week. And weirdly, the rest of this is going to go real quick. Um, as far as TV's concerned, oh, I watched a film. That was the film that I watched. I wasn't going to talk about it because it was a rewatch. Oh, uh, yeah, me and Leah watched uh, Maverick again. Uh, she's she's only seen it once. She was wanting to watch it again, so we did. Um, it was it was Maverick. Uh, TV wise, I've been uh, finishing up How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I've got one episode left to go, and the last two episodes are a two parter, so figure that one out. Um, this series has been terrible. It very much in the in the realms of they shouldn't have done it. Um, I do want to say that I've wa watched uh, more Welcome to Wrexham, but the truth. Holding my hands up truth on that one is I've watched half an episode. Uh, this week, time has not been my best friend. Um, I finished God of War for the bajillionth time. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure how many times I've finished that game, start to finish. It could be ten. It could not be ten. Um, largely because I'd made the decision that I was going to get the new one. Uh, normally, I would consider waiting for it for Christmas. However, I 
I think I think I just I was just like I just need to do it, and I looked at how cheap I could get it, and I found the cheapest place to get it. Then um, they were offering um, like fifteen percent off if you pre-ordered it, which I was going to because it's not out, and it's a place where um, through through work I can buy, buy vouchers, which I did, and got even more money off it, so it brought it down. I think I ended up getting about 16 quid off it, which, you know. One hand, it was horrifically expensive. On the other, it was still horrifically expensive, but not as expensive. Um, that gets released on Wednesday. It is Monday. Will it turn up tomorrow? Probably not. Uh, the other game I've been playing is The Division 2. Um, it's one of those things, in, in a lot of ways, I've probably finished, quote-unquote finished it. A game like that, I don't think you properly really finish. Uh, I, I remember getting to this stage last time I played it, and the game has advanced. Since then, they've added what seems to be quite a lot more content and a couple of different things to it. Um... There is a part of me that is very much prepared to leave it there because it feels like it's getting into the realm where these games do, where they're like, oh, we want you to keep playing, so we're going to make it harder. And anybody that knows the way I play games knows that that ain't my bag, baby. I'll probably go and put it on in a bit, although looking at the time and the amount of time it takes to sort these podcasts out these days, I might just go to bed by the time I'm finished. We shall see. If God of War turns up this week, you you bet your you bet your boy's playing it, and you bet your boy's going to be reviewing it this time next week. Something to look forward to there. Yeah, <coughs> there we go. Told you it was going to go quick at the end. That's it. Done. Um, as always, thank you very much for listening along, and I will catch you next time. So you always think that. A bumper edition. I seem to say that a lot these days. I have a lot to talk about. Maybe I should start a podcast. Big thank you for listeners. Big thank you for watchers. Big thank you to you if you are a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber, click that subscribe button. You get a heads up of new episodes. We've got them all. We've got football, NFL, this one, wrestling, Formula One. It's all here. Just click the subscribe to get notified. Like, share, comment, drop reviews. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. Over there, we've got social media links and an email button for you to get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This is a Cookie Cast production.